Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fab Four Free For All. Who? And welcome to another edition of the Fab Four Free For All, the all-you-can-eat weekly sort of Beatles and related or elated podcast, radio show on the internet, whatever you want to call it, just make sure you're tuning in because we like to have a lot of fun talking about the Beatles. Uh, I am your moderator for today's episode, Mitch Axelrod, and joining me as they always do are Rob Leonard and Tony Chiguardo. And today, you know, we, we haven't done this type of show in a while, and, we, and uh, when I put out a call for topics, everybody said, hey, how come you guys never do the year show anymore? You did a bunch of years, and now you don't do it. Did you get those responses on Facha Lee Brady at yeah. Facebook? I did. <laughs> I did. pretty good. I did get them just like they, everybody was from New York and Italian. It was funny. Right out of the Brooklyn via the If Bronx. I weren't a New York Italian, I'd be offended. Yeah. I'm, I'm offended right now, and I, I mean, said it. Me too, you know? I said it. So wow, all right. Right now, Topo Gigi is going, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I love you, but I love you, idiots. Eddie. Um, anyway, so you know what? You're right. We haven't done a year show in about three years. And we love doing these shows. We've done 1967 when we did The Good, Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, we've done 70, 71, 73, 74, and 75. Yeah. So we still haven't covered all the 60s. So, yeah. you know, no. but those shows yeah. That's obviously just impossible. Are, yeah. Well, no, it's not impossible. Yeah, Thank you, Perry Como. It's impossible. <laughs> Shove a piano up, up your, your nose. nose. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Cadillac up your nose, I yeah, think, yeah. Yeah. whatever it is. Anyway. So we are going to do the year 1972. And 1972 was a really transitioning, weird year for the solo Beatles. Yeah, it was. And, and also for Apple. I mean, Apple was still obviously a very viable label. Signed some people. and, and Well, at least some, for the Beatles. <laughs> well, no. The, the other, as we'll get into it, there were... Other bands on Apple had some hits that year, so and there was airplay during that year of other other years songs, which were still going strong. But for the Beatles themselves, I mean the individual Beatles, what a weird, weird year! It was just one of those years where you know you can't say like 1973, every Beatle had hits and everybody's yay. And this particular year, you know, 1970, obviously they break up and George just spews out everything in 1971. Sure, I mean literally just vomits out three albums worth of incredible, well, two albums out of incredible stuff, the third album. Well, at the end of 70, the jam. going into 71. Yeah, going into 71. And same with John with Plastic Ono Band. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, really, he had uh, Instant Karma, and I mean, right. wow, some great stuff. Even Paul with his solo stuff was doing okay, but Ringo came mm. out strong. And then you get to 1972, and you would think that with the solo Beatles being so... Profound, which they were, you know, they were starting off pretty well. You would think, oh my goodness, here we go. And 72 sort of like was a plateau year before they started really taking off as four individual, you know, really big. I mean, even though George had the hits. Well, I think, I think you can look at it too, and we'll see when we look at the discography that for Paul, I think it was a still Different. a finding himself year. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. In a big way. I mean, it was, you know, George knew perfectly well who he was and yeah my comment is basically 1972 was and mic drop like george harrison just was like mm, done well because you know as you said off, load, right done exactly you said it you said it off mic when we were talking before the show you know george harrison comes out and does all things was past yeah. he, he puts together the concert for bangladesh and then puts out the album you know what he deserves mic drop. Uh, drop and the film too. i'm out don't forget the film well too. the film as well right we'll yeah. get to that right yeah, but, yeah. but right i'm out for now and you yeah. know what? For George, even though, you know, he went on to become, obviously, still a viable ex-Beatle, so to speak, and I hate saying it like that, but he leveled off a little in the next few years. Sure. He sure. did. Even though albums went to number one and stuff, it, it wasn't until really 76 with 33 and the third that he went back up Yeah, that he saw ladder. a really good um, Yeah, a surge in. List. And you know what? A lot has to do with, you know, I'll say it. Uh, his new love of Olivia and all that, you know. Yeah. I mean, that had a lot oh, yeah. to do with things. So, but 72, what a, what a weird year. Let, let's start off, I'll start off just, you know, in January. Uh, January, like we said, the concert for Bangladesh album comes out, number yep. two in the U.S. Yep. It was an expensive box. Still did really, really well. George is we riding should, high. We should note it came out in the U.S. first in December. No, it came out January 10th, 72 in the U.S. and in the U.K. in December of 71. 
Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, um, you said U.S. US. What did I say? You said U.S. U- December. Yeah. Oh, I'm so UK. sorry. Yeah, yeah, UK yeah. December, U.S. Well, uh, January 10th. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. but it goes to number two here, does really well, and George starts off the year really well. And you think, okay, cool. We're back on track. And, and then you get John and Yoko on the David Frost show. Now, they taped it in late 71. But Right. It aired you know, in early 72. And this is the beginning of where John was going for this year. Because, you know, we'll talk about sometime in New York City, but he performs Attica State and Luck of the Irish in January of 72 after having Instant Karma and, and well, Imagine. And what's, what's, what's also a little bit frustrating about that, I talked to, to Adam Ippolito this week. And what you was frustrating who too, Adam Ippolito is. Oh, Adam Ippolito was a, a member of the keyboard player in uh, Elephant's Memory Band. And he was talking about the fact that, you know, that album, which was the one that we're talking about, the 1972 John album, Sometime in New York City, was meant to sort of be, uh, you know, a newspaper. It was meant to sort of be a depiction of current events, quote unquote. But the album was delayed for so many reasons, uh, partly the cover art. I mean, partly just that they just kept adding to it and et cetera. But, you know, here he's doing Attica State and what was the other one? And, and, and Luck, uh, of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. In January, the album didn't come out till September. Correct. And that's right. So, and this is the start but, of what but, he was all about. Yeah. But one thing that got John going in '72, which eventually came, really, it didn't go where I think the way he wanted it to go, was a successful concert for John Sinclair in the end yes. of '71. Correct. Which yeah. John writes it's John Sinclair different. as a protest song, the way Bob Dylan used to write him. And guess what? He's out two days later, or whatever the amount of days he was out. And it's a success. Now, so, whether or not, you know, obviously the wheels right. yeah, we, had to they have were already in been in motion. But at the same know. time, John thinks, well, it's a success. I, we got him out, so to speak, by doing this concert. Yeah, we did And it. this sort of set him up for 72, which maybe he wouldn't have followed through of the whole album if the John Sinclair rally didn't happen the that's way it's very did. interesting. It's that sort is of, a good point. That's a really good point because he's he's you know coming, high on your horse, thinking, yeah. "Hey, we can do anything now." Yeah. Well, I think he wasn't on horse at that well, time. Come on. Well, that, high on the horse, no, not I so. Know. To, to me, that's where it starts, and then you know, seventy two is also an election year, which at, will come into play later. Yeah. Which yeah, we'll talk about that. Right, in a while. but think about it. At the beginning of January of seventy two, they're like, "Oh, we can beat Nixon." The Democrats are thinking even though Watergate's about to happen two months later. So there's a lot of hope at that point, too. And I think that's led into that protest, I don't want to call it protest rock, it's the wrong term, but the protest album that sometime in New York City became. But I yeah. wonder if you're right, though. I wonder if, if he'd done Ann Arbor, Michigan, and it just was a rally, right. and nothing happened, would he have felt so empowered, and maybe we wouldn't have got this... I'm going to say Drek of an album. Come on, because even he disowned it later, you know. There are some points. Uh, yeah, points yeah. Oh, I think so, too. Yes, yeah. but it's, it's not a, it, it is a current event album. It, it, it's not like, Yeah, you know, you're not going to run home thinking, gee, I really want to throw on Angelo right correct. now. Correct. Yes, right, right. 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 It's but, not going to happen. But I, Sunday I, I Bloody wonder, Sundays. I wonder, your point is very well taken, because so. I think, who knows if he didn't feel that empowered, like pounding his chest, we just got John Sinclair out of jail. Maybe, maybe we get a single or two. Right. You know, that he just puts out and not this whole album concept. Maybe it, it becomes another like Life with the Lions and it's a sort of background album. But it was almost as though, and again, you know, we're jumping ahead a little no, bit I, by going to the album. But, but, but I think it's also the idea that the album ended up being much, much less focused. It was really kind of, all I could think about is, you know, the, just a boy and a little girl trying to change the whole wide world. It stopped being about... The cause Them, yeah. of John Sinclair, or the cause, it was about Attica State, and it was about the very war specific, in Ireland. Very specific. The opposite. It was about. No, it was, it, about, it, it was general. about general. In other words, you know, John and Yoko were not going to stop the war in Ireland. John and Yoko were not going to fix the problems with Attica State. You know what I mean? Like it was almost though with John Sinclair, they actually there was had, a person. There was a person. That's, there was a focus. That was. It was closer to a Dylan idea. You know, it, it wasn't like. Dylan talking World War Three blues. It was more Dylan who killed Davy Moore. You know, it was a very specific. Or maybe Hurricane. 
Or her. Yeah, there perfect. you go. Right. There's your exact that's equivalent. Perfect. Yeah, that is right. Perfect. Not the other boxing. So that was a couple of years later. Yeah, so. yeah. But that's perfect. But it's a that's perfect exactly example, right. right? Yeah. It's very. They're not going to go in and and all of a sudden attic estate. You know, the wardens are going to go. Oh, John and Yoko. John, you're you're singing song. about it. Great. We're yeah. done. We're happy you're singing about attic estate. Yeah, you're. you're there's, <laughs> there's no problems here. Yeah, I'm sure that they weren't happy they were singing about attic estate. So I, I think you know, in January when he's on the David Frost show. This whole year, as we'll get to in the different months, became John Lennon's political year. Oh, absolutely. And and yeah. I think this is yeah. the first instance where you're getting it, even though, like you said, the album didn't come out for a while, and, and he's performing it in January. And also, too, here we are, in a way, continuing this concept that's setting John up for huge, 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 huge problems yeah. for the next four years. Legal problems with Legal the problems. But also creative problems. Yeah. He really... Went a year, basically, where he wasn't writing the way we would expect John Lennon to write. We, That's true. You know, well, his head was in a different place. Right. Instant Karma, to me, is one of his most political records ever. Right. But, but it doesn't come off that way. No, it doesn't. No, but but, but yeah, the, the lyrics right. we all shine on says we're all equal. And I think that has more political push than some of the stuff that was on Sometime in New York City. Well, the, and, and it's funny because some of the yeah, rallies, they, they do sing, and we all shine right. on, you know. So, yes, you're right. But it comes off as just a good pop song. It, it's not as— That's true. You know, it, is it, good, it is a good pop song. That's you know, it's true. a great pop song. Well, it's actually that's one why of it works very well. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why a it pop does song with well. a message yeah. is dangerous. Yeah, it's yeah. very dangerous. Which is, in a, in a way, why— But you don't want it to be so, like, you know, like Attic Estate. I mean, Luck of the Irish is it, different. It's also a nice pop song. It is. It is a beautiful song, yeah. But if— but if John had written a song saying, you know, even though you're young, you've got a voice and go right. out and you've got your chance to make them, you know, make, say something. You've yeah, got Let to, it be, you know. You know, yeah, but if, no, if he had done I mean, something promoting the 18-year-old vote, different. I think it would have been a hell of a lot more significant. Me I too. think we'd be looking back on it 45 years later and saying, wow, that was an important thing that John did. As you said, it on the level of a we all shine on. But this record, you know, well, well, also, you know, we're not analyzing. Speaking about Annika State, though, when he performs it, the people in California are not caring about Attica State. Right. On the level they, that John they, on the right. level that John is. No, right. it's true, but they do know what happened. Yes, it, at it is State. well just like everybody knows about what happened in Ohio State. Yeah, right, exactly. So, Kent so State. Yeah. Kent State, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So Ohio. you're right. But then the one good thing in January that happens is that actually John and Yoko Meet Paul and Linda for dinner on, I believe, January 29th of 72 or January 30th, my birthday. See, they met on my birthday. Nice. And they agree to stop slagging each other off in the press. Right. Which is kind of cool. Right. But, but that's, a, important. that's a big thing. Very significant at that point. It's, it's post-RAM. Which, you know, and Beatle. It's, <laughs> and it's post-Imagine. Yeah. And now you've gotten all the real heavy crap out of the way. And, and now when they both have to sit down. You yeah, know. and they have dinner in New York. And they discuss it. And then after that, though, you get, like, the Let Me Roll It. Yeah. You know, so it, it's a little yeah. different. You know, I mean, maybe course, talking about a doobie, but. Of course, the next, <laughs> he was, yeah. But but the next, he did say that, apparently, in an interview somewhere. But um, Yeah. Oh, but, I didn't um, know that. <laughs> but also in January, too, just a couple of things of the yeah, other sure. guys, also with John. Um, they did a TV appearance on a show called Pop 2, which they recorded at the apartment in New York on Bank Street. And they recorded it in December. It was it was shown in the UK. Uh, it was shown on French TV rather in January. But it oh. also was on the show called Aquarius in the UK a week later. So it was a glimpse for fans in the UK to sort of see where John and Yoko were at now, currently in the New York scene that they were in. Um, Even though they weren't as ensconced in the New York scene as they were to be as they later. would be yeah yeah as they would be uh, also um this is fun too ringo on the 28th films a non-speaking scene in an episode of monty python's flying circus with lulu with lulu yeah, yeah. which is very cool yep. and uh and also blind man the movie opens Yes. In, in, in January of 72. Yeah. I've never seen it. <laughs> it's a spaghetti western. I, I, yeah. It's I've never horrible. Seen. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You I don't want to see it. It's, I can't comment on and that. And even the, even the song is like a slow, dirgy, you know, the B-side of... Uh, oh, I like, easy, I like right? the song. I like the song. Uh, the song so, no, is it's weird. The, uh, B-side of Back of Boogaloo. Yeah, B-side right. of Back of Boogaloo, yeah. Which yeah. we'll talk about comes out, too. But also, Day After Day is still being heard on the radio. 
Yep. That's by true. Badfinger. Yep. yep. So that's a big Well, that you know, comes out on January 14th. That's Apple. You know, we're talking about a big release. But, but that's really the last thing for Apple. Really. No, their Baby Blue came no, out later. No, Baby I'm Blue. Told, well, Badfinger, but everything else oh, yeah, by well, then was gone. Yeah, Chris Hodge yeah, came yeah, out too. Yeah, exactly. James Taylor left the label. Mary Hopkin was over. Right, and we'll get to the um, Von Eaton's, the Sundown Playboys. You know, yeah, I mean, some uh, of that came out. Yeah, I mean, good but, songs, but, but, but nothing but, that anybody, you know. But as a label from two years ago, it has. It's weaning. It's going away. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. Af- after a while, it's just the Beatles. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then after that, they're off. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> so February opens up, and John and you well, we forgot something. Very, well, we what, got what? Some, it's crossing over. Never mind. You, we'll get to it in February when it airs. No, oh, I was okay. going to say, we recorded in January, aired in February, Mike Douglas. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Well, definitely, February. that's a big thing. Yeah. Little things in February, John and Yoko are on the cover of Hit Parader again. Yep. You know, we get... The Beatles fan club shutting down. Yeah, yeah. That's a finally after all those after years. After all those years, that's Frida a, sends out those last letters. <laughs> We're yeah. sorry. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. No more. Please don't write anymore. If you, if you remember correctly, though, I think that last letter was kind of nasty. It right, said, yeah. "Please don't write anymore. We don't yeah. have anything. We don't right. want anything. Goodbye." <laughs> you know, so it was really a this stuff's of, all coming to me house now. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> but, you know, the funny thing about the fan club closing we is we love you, Frida. Is, oh, absolutely. If you think about every interview from this time, what's either the last question or the first question? When are the Beatles getting back together? Right. And even the fan club, which the Beatles, you know, they run, they're, they're saying they're closing. There's no more Beatles, but people still ask them forever. Well, at this point, it was just starting to make the transition from when are the Beatles getting back <sighs> How do I put it? When it was just reunite? starting to go from when will you guys work together again to when will the Beatles be reuniting? Like, it was yeah. almost as though, and it's a subtle difference, but it's almost kind of like, 72, it really had become the, oh, I guess, oh, hell, they really are, like, broken the hell up, but you if know? You, but if you think about so it... So they've got to now get back together, whereas opposed to, when are they going to go back in the studio and work on an album together? Kind right. of thing. But if, if you think about it, it's how the times have changed, because the Beatles and other bands, too, made albums so many albums and so many singles within a year, yeah. you expect, you know, think about it, it's, it's two years, well, less than two years, actually, it's a year, basically, since Paul went into the courtroom. And, That's and, it, yeah, less so, than a year. So, yeah. if you think about it, it's like, well, two years. It, it, keep asking them, they can say, oh, we're just taking a year off, you know? Yeah, but they right. never said that, really. They were right. just, each one of them had different answers at different times. And we should say one thing, leftover from 71 at the end of 71, Paul starts Wings. You know, and he does yes. uh, he does wildlife, yeah. which was not maybe yeah. the best first album for a band coming. What well, Paul was trying to call as a band that's coming up now. Yeah, I know, so but I'm just saying that yeah, the wings that was actually two the end forms. of yeah, yeah. That was at but the beginning of at the end of '71. George yeah. and Patty themselves. have a wicked car crash. Right, uh, that's a big thing for them. Well, also in February, it's a couple of things. Again, back to the idea of John and Yoko being ensconced in the protest thing. They actually march at the Irish Freedom March in New York City. And John serenades the crowd and sings and's got his guitar out and whatnot. So at that point, he actually took to the street. You know, and then the important thing comes up with him. And I was going to save it, but and you're right, they do the John and Yoko on on Mike Douglas, yeah. and that's important. Huge. They do a week, and and uh, yeah. a week for any co-host was long. You, but now you have a Beatles, so now he's got a, a forum for a week. For his new political ambitions. And very cleverly, he negotiated the idea with Mike Douglas that um, if I'm going to be on the show, and I think Douglas often gave this to some of his high-profile guests, well, that's great, John, you get to pick 50% of the the co-presenters. You, that's when you end up with like Louis Nye and Bobby Seale, yeah, both on network television. Within you know, one, one of the most beautiful things I ever saw on television. Louis Nye called people, "I love you, I love you, you know, I love you." Louis Nye. I mean, <laughs> but but like that stuff. They were actually kind of having fun with Yoko's I think all weird were, stuff. Yeah, well, that's that's I, I, the I other agree. Thing. That's that's why I thought they it was were getting a kick out of Yoko's Yoko's I think they were wacky stuff. Out of it, but I think it was just. You know, it well, wasn't they, being taken they were serious. humoring yes. her in a way. There but, were but people in the audience laughing. There were, oh, yeah. and, but, and I'm not but, sure if they were laughing at it or with. But it. she was, she was kind of almost laughing at it. Yes, like, she was. She was she like would, these guys are listening to me. These guys, but, but she was kind of like, <laughs> she look, had they captive audience. Yeah, she they did. they know it's a, a put on. Yeah. I know it's a put on, but we're having fun. Yeah, but you also get John with Chuck Berry. You get John with Chuck Berry, which is a car crash. It is a car crash. You know, but not because of. 
John, though. No, J- Chuck, during rehearsal, Chuck told the band, we're going to do Johnny Be Good in F. And they were all like, huh? Because that's not a normal thing to have happen. Right. Guitar players go, huh? So John had put the capo on to make it easier to play in F. And he's got the capo on already, and Chuck Berry comes out and starts the friggin' song in E. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, and also, don't so, forget- he did, he did that a lot over the years. Yeah, but well- don't forget, this is also- First time that Elephant's Memory is is really playing with right. John too. Yeah. This is the yeah. first time that Elephant's so, Memory. Now we should add Elephant's Memory were a pre-existing band. Yes. Uh, they had had an album minor out on Buddha, a, a minor hit with Mongoose on on Metro uh, Metro Media yeah. on the second album. Uh, now here now they are, Apple artists, yeah. and they're playing with John. The Apple album's not out yet, but they are. Apple Records artists at this yeah. point. Yes, they are. And uh, they were introduced by Jerry Rubin to John. They played a show on Long Island, and it was broadcast on the radio, and Jerry Rubin thought they were real, sounded great, gave the tape to John, and poof. And for the next band. year or so, you, you know. John's yeah. band. Yeah, but also. Whether it was the right choice, that we don't know. We don't know. That's, but I don't think John was into trying to find a band like he did in 1979 no, no. for a double fantasy. Right. No. That, he was really into getting it he done wanted right. A, he and wanted he a loud, rough band. And, and he, he certainly wasn't. wasn't George on the right, road and Exactly. And, and he wasn't looking for another soulmate. Right. He had Yoko at yeah. that point. It wasn't like some other, oh, I got my new best pal that I'm going to go write right. songs with. That ain't going to happen Well, th- that leads me. I was going to get into the Paul release, but it leads me to the, you know, at this time in February, then the Nixon mandate comes out. Yep. About John saying if we can eliminate the threat of John's presence in the re-election of Nixon, that would be good. And but, that went around. But think about it. You just brought up the Irish protest that John was at and he's singing and it, like this is like the first time he's starting to do this. This is now scaring other people. Yeah. He's still John Lennon. He is still, you know, he, he might look different. He has a he, voice. He, but his voice and he's starting to talk politics, a lot more direct politics. Correct. And the Nixon administration gets really scared. Really scared. And, I mean, and, of, of a, yeah. of a and guy. And the Republicans get scared too. Strom Thurmond's the one who kicked this thing, whole thing off. But the letter, the mandate went Strom. out. and. Yeah. And that started really the deportation stuff. Yes, I mean, and that, that's important. Yeah. The, the f- yep. So his political ambitions. The first become, hearings are in March. Yeah, March sixteenth so is political, the first hearing. Not ambitions. I don't want to say he, but his political. I'm going to say entertainment of him. You know, doing his his thing politically. Yeah. Leads to yeah. probably the hardest fight of his life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, absolutely. But also, this takes us as long as we're talking political. We're talking about Paul now. Now he hires. Well, him. well let's let's. What? We're in February. The tour starts too. The tour of the universities. No, it does not. It starts in July. February 9th through twenty third. Uh, tour of UK universities. Oh, the university. Then he does. That's the, the first uh, time I'm out sorry. on the road. Yeah, that's You're out right. with the van. That's the <laughs> that's the van before the bus. <laughs> that was the eleven shows where he was knocking on the. You know, yeah. hi, how are you? We got uh, Paul McCartney outside. Do you guys have a and room the for the play? Yeah. Then the next yeah, day they would play. The next day they'd play. So that's screwed with a lot of heads. Here's Paul McCartney, who a but year before he gets Henry McCulloch. Get right, He's and that's Henry important McCulloch. too. No, that's hugely important. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah right. Exactly. Wings Mach Two starts. Yeah, yeah. you got Denny Sywell and, and, and Henry, Henry McCulloch. McCulloch. I mean, to yeah. join in, that yeah. was that was big. Um, so the tour is, you know, just uh, what eleven dates? Eleven shows. Yeah, yeah eleven shows. Yeah, and rough stuff. The, by the way, what we've heard, rough yeah. stuff. But again, no Beatles. He's staying away from Beatles. Well, he did Long Tall Sally because yeah. it's an oldie. They didn't have enough material, so they were. Playing well, they did Henry's Blues. Yeah, right, so. and, and they were and they were playing "Give Ireland Back to the Irish" twice. Yeah, because yeah. it was the new single and they knew it well, you know, and stuff like that. So it was tough. They did. They some did stuff though. I mean, yeah, you know what? It was kind of like one of these things. Of, it was cheap and it was a Beatle. But he also, you know, did, yeah, well, it was it was real cheap. It was nothing for the university. I think it was it was nothing for the university. No, but for the kids, there was admission. Free. No, no, no. There was an admission fee. They were going out in the van and, and oh, literally right, splitting right, up right, the right, coins right. at the end of the night. But you know what, though, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they did do my love. Not in this leg. Uh, I don't the, think. the second leg. The second maybe. leg. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Later on, okay. end of '72. They, yeah, I don't think he was doing my love yet. I, I'm not sure what it proved to Paul. I think he just wanted to get out there again. You know, he was a musician. He had just, you know, Linda got him off his ass again. Yes. And, and I think he just needed to prove to himself that he could still go out there and do it without the other three. I think it was the best, in my opinion. I think that was as rough as that tour was. I think that was the best thing that could possibly have happened to him. 
Well. I think because of, I mean, you got to remember, yeah, he was the one that wanted to get the Beatles back out and yeah, doing he live shows. To do something along this, which yeah. is really shrinking yourself down yes. to fit into something really that small. Small venue. Which you couldn't do with the four of them. It just wouldn't no be. way. It was bringing the music back to the people, I think, is what he yeah. wanted to do. Which, in a way, has its own political kind of vibe well, to it, too, in a sense. I mean, you know, it's, not, yeah, but not, like, overtly John. political. No, but it's, it's yeah. the idea of let's get it out of all the... You well, know. you know, to be fair, and we'll get to this later on, he was invited by John to play it one-to-one. Yes. And yeah. you would have thought that he would have done it and he came to New York on a day off. But Paul said he'd only do it if he could bring Yoko. And I think <laughs> then that confused John said the hell out of John. Like, yeah, John was like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, Wait a minute, what? what? And then Paul flew to Europe. Yeah, and then Paul no, flew to Europe. No, but he would have, all four Beatles were invited for Bangladesh, weren't they? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that would have been a place, if Paul had done Bangladesh, do the Beatles reunite? Does Paul go out with wings? We don't know. All speculation, but it's something to think about. You know, if yeah. all four of them yeah. are on stage for Bangladesh, maybe no, they do what you said. Maybe they take that year off and they say, all right, we don't have to break up at the moment. You know, we could take two years. I don't I mean, know. right now, the bands take three or four years for an album. Yeah, I know. So yeah, the Beatles could know. easily take. I'm just saying it's yeah, something. It's interesting. That, it was something new something, at that yeah, time for a band. Well, something too. new was in 64. Don't. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Oh, nice. I'm sorry. I knew as soon as Don't I said you. it, everybody was like, duh. Don't. So here's a, a bit of weirdness in February, too. Um, yeah. Ringo shows up at Liz Taylor's 40th birthday party. That I That's did bizarre. not I did yeah. know. Anyway, <laughs> a little that, bizarre. Talk about a timeline tidbit. Yeah. Anyway. Or, or Lisbeth. Elizabeth uh, <laughs> Taylor. Elizabeth. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, anyway, ooh. so now we are going to get to an important thing in February where we were just talking about political uh, entertaining and John, but Paul now with Wings, God love him, Love is Strange was scheduled to come out as a single. Yeah, an edit. An, an, an edited album, version. Yeah. Well, it should have been edited because it was like yeah. a thousand minutes long yeah. on the album. Love is Strange back with I Am Your Singer. Which I think I Am Your Singer would have been the A side for Absolutely. me. But it would have been yeah. another another day, so to speak. You know, yeah. It would have been no, another been, wimpy no, no, I don't think it because I Am Your Singer, it's a lot of Linda on that. Yes, it is. So unless, unless they remix it where it's more True. Paul, I'm not sure... Paul Again, would have done we that. we would have, we all said that tomorrow should have been a single. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, we may want to add that that single did come out in Ghana. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, Love Ghana. Is Strange. Yeah, and it I was am a singer. On stateside records, but it was credited to Paul McCartney. I have to find it now. Does that yeah, sound cool? And, like, is and, it? No, and throw or it out. I have to buy it and throw no. it out. And on, Mex- <laughs> on Mexico, <laughs> was part of an EP. I can see it in Mexico because you know the Mexicans love that type of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Love is Strange. it was very type of that. I can see South American. So instead, Paul rushes out. You know, due to the Sunday Bloody Sunday event. The fireman rushes. Yeah. He rushes out, Give Ireland Back to the Irish, a song that is in response to Bloody Sunday uh, on January 30th, 72. A lot of stuff happens on my birthday, you know? Yeah. my birthday. When's your birthday? Uh, January 30th. Oh, okay. Uh, But anyway, it was very politically charged. To me, it was very weak. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it's it's really not a great- I like the dub side better. I like the dubstep. You know what? Well, if the you other hear side it, is the instrumental yeah, of the. Yeah. So if you hear it on a really good stereo, it still stinks. No, it's it's got. <laughs> it just sounds that much better. It's got but it's got not, balls. You know, a little it's bit. It's got a little bit of balls. It's almost too poppy. Well, that's li- Paul, that's, though. I know, but it, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't mind the song. I shouldn't say I. It's a good vocal. It is a very good vocal. Good I agree vocal. with you. Oh no, that's it's a very ballsy vocal. Oh, absolutely, but, and, yeah. and that's good. Or a very palsy ballsy. But it's not, and maybe that's the problem, and, and you can't fault Paul. He is very melodic, very poppy. So when you get Paul doing a political song and it's poppy, well, that's who Paul is. Right. So you can't really say, you know, it's terrible. The lyrics suck. Well, he print, yeah, but, but he printed them on the 45, so yes, he must he did. have cared about them he a did. little bit. Well, he but did look, care if you about think it. about it, Luck of the Irish is pretty and melodic, too, but it's also, you know... A thousand years of torture and hunger drove the people. It's, it's not something you're going to run no, around singing, no, you know. I mean, no, it's, no, but, but it's, I don't think anybody. But, but luckily, Irish sounds no. much more like, and a, it's much more produced. Um, oh, absolutely! It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, well, beautiful luckily, song. But luckily, Irish sounds like an Irish folk song. It does. Good point. You know, right. Give Ireland back Island to the Irish. Does, does not, sounds no. like you know. That's a very good point. Yeah. You know, you could see yeah. someone finding the original Luck of the Irish in, in 1730 or something. Right. <laughs> but you know what, though, <laughs> Give Ireland back to the Irish sounds sort of like a uh, woman or why. Yes, I agree. It, it really it, does. It, oh, yeah, I agree. All right, I'll give you that. In that vein, 
And I'll give you that. Woman of Why is great. I love that song. But you know, it's you know, you're not gonna play it as a protest song. But it's important for Paul because everybody was like, wait a minute, here's Wings. They just put out an album that really was not that good. Nope. It didn't do well. Nope. Poor choice, maybe, of a first album by Wings, of the, yep. the next Beatles, you know, so to speak. And that's what everybody was thinking. So let's not kill Well, ourselves. everybody except Paul. Well, yes, but... <laughs> Which is what's interesting, you know right. I mean? He doesn't think, oh, well, people are going to think it's the next Beatles. Well, guess what? They did, and you just put out an album that the Beatles wouldn't have put out. So <laughs> uh, they wouldn't have. I mean, yeah, uh, what you said, though. No, but you're then absolutely again, right. But again, the Beatles want to put out sometime in New York City. Well, right, exactly. Very true. And right. maybe we will get to that. <laughs> but, but it's the start of something, I think, for Paul himself, a self-realization. Like, all right, the, the song gets banned, and Paul insists that they play it. We may want to add the flip side because well, Rob mentioned it's it. It's the instrumental version. It's the instrumental. Of, it, a totally different song. The same melody, but it's, it has a... An overriding instrument that's not on the other one. Yeah, it's right. not just it's not just a karaoke version right, of the single. The a lot of people right. do think that. Yeah. Still, but it's well, not most that. People haven't listened to it. That's why. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and that. it comes with the shamrocks on it, you know, because the Irish thing and and the label, and, and it's a nice, pretty label. Yeah. That's yeah. about the best you could say of that. Nice. Uh, no, well, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> so, you know, what do you think of my new single, there, Mitch? A great uh, label. It's a great label. Uh, great, great, great label. Great, great label. Anyway, uh, let's. Well, get, by, by the way, you know, I forgot this. The music is also claimed by Kidney Punch Music. Was that wow. Linda's, Linda's first publishing company before I guess they? So. Kidney Punch. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah anyway. because it, when John heard it, he punched him right nice. in the kidney and said, "You're an idiot." <laughs> Did you hear Attica State? Keep <laughs> <laughs> nice. Island back to the Irish. Well, it's a McCartney and McCartney song, and this was yes. Paul's way of yep. claiming. Well, then, um, yeah, you get the you know half the money. Oh yeah, yeah. But, Kidney Punch. That's kind of cool. But you yeah. know what? Well, I thought about this, and it goes back to the Ram album. What happens if Paul and Linda had split? You know? Boy, Paul would have been. I mean, time done and done. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 of, I mean, he would have been fuked. I really, mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, gla- I'm glad totally. it worked out for him and everything. <laughs> well, but at the, at and the he same worked it back time, in again, but, no, sorry, no, it, but at the same time, if it hadn't worked out. It would have just been more he lawsuits. Would have, he would have been, Linda would have been like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Can we play that song yeah, again? But really, oh, this is what's on no, the radio. You know, you know truthfully, <laughs> and we know she, I mean, we love Linda. We know oh, and everybody knows that. But, but the joke is, you know, had Linda been, a, been like a gold digger, you know, could you imagine later being like, oh, for God's sake, can I have to be there when he's writing Give Ireland Back to the Friggin' Irish? I couldn't have gotten another yesterday out of him yeah, before I left. I got cre- half credit for hip-hop. <laughs> you know what? That must show that she really did love him. <laughs> she stayed. It she was stayed like... Because <laughs> of bip-bop? Listen, she anybody who gets and... half credit for bip-bop and Give Ireland Back to the Irish, stays. he must have a big pee yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Oh, well, we've always said that. There <laughs> we go. Uh, no, I never said it. No, you, well, no, you didn't say. It, but we. I thought it was I, best, Peter. I thought that's how I saw. No, we've always said that bip bop is one of those songs where Paul's just playing its acoustic thing, and it's one of those things where you're just hanging out with the family or the wife, and you're just sort of goofing around, and it's it's just sort of a made up song. Then he said, "Well, let's put it on the record." That's why I've always looked at that and song. And then he probably said to Linda, don't worry, Linda. Wait till I remix it. <laughs> there there, there is a difference. <laughs> oh, okay, there is sure, a difference honey. where you're just goofing okay, around the guitar, honey. then taking the same goofiness and say, well, it's a song. And Let's then John Eastman heard it and said, yeah. I think you should buy publishing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Paul, maybe this solo thing might not work out very well for you. <laughs> he, he was from New York. Maybe, may, you know, Paul, maybe. <laughs> Paul, <this> baby. <laughs> Paul, baby. <laughs> baby, listen to me. Bobby. The bip bop. What the hell? W. WTF, <laughs> WTF. Anyway, <laughs> let's get to March. Yeah. March starts off with George and Ringo on the Son of Schmilson sessions. Yep. Uh, so cool. they were a little busy, you know. And, and, and they're not, on it. They're on a lot of Absolutely. Let's not forget, yeah. George plays that wicked slide on your Breaking My Heart. Yep. Yeah. Great slide. Well, we, yep. before we, we move ahead. Uh, before we march ahead? Yes. Well, I just want to talk about a little bit more about the Mike Douglas shows oh. because a lot of people don't know they didn't record five days in a row. They came back once a week for five yes. weeks. Yes. So... Yeah. Some of the shows seem a little like the last show seems a little distant if you're watching them in a row, which which we have done because it came out in video. Yeah. VHS. We're still waiting for the DVD. But, Maybe you are. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. No, I actually I thought it was when I first saw them. No, I meant it was out, it was out in South America. They actually did put it out DVD by mistake. Oh, yeah, for oh, like a couple know. of weeks. Okay. Anyway. The the show itself though is as a great cross section of 
of everything. Well, it is. I it, mean, it's just humor, watch politics. It's and John and and, I mean, and, and the, well, the thing I liked about it was that, that John comes across very level-headed. Like when you have very level when you have yeah. Bobby Seal there. Bobby Seal wasn't yeah. as crazy as like Ruben Jerry Ruben, but Mike Douglas and Jerry Ruben screaming at each other is like is to it's me it's it's gold. It's, it's, gold. It is, it's, it is gold. It is really. Especially for that time, if you think about it, watch it now. It's still fun. And let's remind folks, you, for, know? For, you know, because we have to remember too that there are many, many, many listeners out there who have no clue who Mike Douglas was. Mike Douglas right. was a Philadelphia, a Philadelphia-based entertainer, entertainer, talk show host. He had show had host. one hit record in like the, the little girl late fifties, the man, men in my little girl's yeah. life, and. He would come out at the beginning of every show and do a song written by our co-host this right. week, and then sing Michelle. Michelle, what's you great. know? And we're talking; these shows were not eleven thirty at night. This wasn't Saturday Night Live stuff, folks. This is four thirty in the freaking afternoon. Uh, yeah, I still is... remember Channel so, Two. So you know, you were getting some real an hour serious, and a half, at least in New an York. hour and a half, ninety minute shows. Yeah. So and, and, and he did put on good shows. I mean, oh, forget yeah. about the John and Yoko. Absolutely, he had he put on he heavy great duty people on every. Yeah, and and you know, and he wouldn't necessarily shy from. You know, the Ralph Nader segment is very interesting yeah. with yeah. with him, and they they take Nader very seriously. Well, John you again, know. like you said, John was level headed. John was very serious when he had to be. You know, he wasn't like on smack and and on on the show. No, he was very no. coherent, but uh, very intelligent. He was John Lennon. And yeah, it and comes it, off and that often way. he did that. Well, I think had he been on smack, I don't think, and not to be funny, but they wouldn't have taken him as the government wouldn't have taken him as seriously. Yeah, I think maybe he Lennon wouldn't was, have gotten deported if he was drugged just out talking and like he crap. was just some dopehead. Yeah, you know, they would be like, like, don't yeah, worry, whatever. But because he was so intelligent, truthfully, they probably would have figured out a way to kill him. A very good point. They probably would have figured out a way to kill him, though. Most likely, they oh, probably would have oh. just figured out a way to OD him somewhere quietly. But but because he was so intelligent and, and well spoken, he was dangerous. Very dangerous. Well, that, so, that, that, but that so. starts and and that's in February, and then like we were talking about March, and then you know the government steps in a little bit. And so let's get back to March. So George and Ringo on the son of Schmilson, Bad Finger, Baby Blue single comes out. Yep. does really well. You know, Bad Finger still a very vi- a viable band. Absolutely, uh, Ringo. Releases back off Boogaloo and Blind Man and, and Blind Man March seventeenth yes. and George produces. Yep, George, so George on slide. Still, George is on slide. Everybody knows it's a song about Paul. Ringo says no, no, it's not. It is. No, it's not. Come on, it's no. not about Mark Bolin and. I don't really know. I would tend to the say wasted I, line. I really maybe, honestly, don't know. Maybe, but it might be. But but, but I I, you know, I have a feeling George wrote that line. Maybe, but there's I don't also. Think Ringo wanted to it also anybody. really was true that Mark Bolin always did say Boogaloo. Everything yeah, but, okay, was Boogaloo. But, yeah, but uh, that's fine. But it could be Boogaloo, Boogaloo. But, and it's also a but song. But then the content of the song is not Boogaloo. One thing about this song, this is another Starkey Harrison composition. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. Be, and especially, it's funny because, you know, It Don't Come Easy has that great riff open in the D chord, which George loved playing the D chord. It's a variation on the D chord. Back off Boogaloo, this is, if you think about it, some of his best slide playing, maybe except for oh, How Do You Sleep. Smoking. And it's just so on as well, a slide nasty. player. Oh, it's yeah. nasty and dirty. and Sort of and, like How Do You Sleep. Yeah. yeah. It's a dirty track. And, but, and I really enjoy his, you know, his slide playing changed. I just realized. Isn't it fun, though, that here's George. Both, both songs, both about, songs Paul, about Paul. And, and he's got a nasty George is like, George is like, you know what? I just realized. You that. know what? I don't even have to fucking write one. I'll just play on everybody else's. But he, you right. know. But both songs That's about really Paul. That's really funny. I just thought about it as you as you As you I'm got the light bulb on it went on in my so, head, too. I get to see that. Because I, I just brought it on. Nasty, no nasty slide. That's very it's funny. It's about Paul? I got it. <laughs> So many guys, I've got this. I've got this. It's a great sound that opening yeah. with the drums, and then he go, dude. You know, he's just playing. It should be. Well, you know, again, a, oh it's, man, it's, it's a brilliant. I mean, you're right. I mean, I, I'm sitting here going, oh, it's probably not about Paul. But you know, don't pretend that you were dead. I, oh, no, I think, well, wasn't know. it folks pretend that you were dead? Wake up, meathead! I thought, don't, pre- uh, don't pretend oh, yeah, that you don't were dead. Yeah, dead. Yeah. Well, the yeah, line I mean, about wasted. That's come on, give me something tasty. I mean, he's given, really, Paul, to that point, gave them nothing. Right. I mean, right. you know, so this was just a, an add-on, like, to How Do You Sleep. 
John and Paul might have said, you know, we're not slagging each other up, but Ringo never, Ringo and George never said well, anything. I, I never said nothing. Yeah, really, you never met, had dinner with me. You didn't me. invite me to dinner, you bastard. <laughs> I'm writing more. Nice. I'll have another one. I'll have another go at you, Until you prick. Until 73 when I'll ask you a favor. <laughs> Can you wow. do a hummer, a little mouth organ with your Can little... you do a hummer? <laughs> no. no. I meant wow. harmonica. Well, if, a different if, type of friend. If they're going to make up. <laughs> Six wow. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no. We've just gone to some. Stop. Anyway. So he releases uh, Back of Boogaloo. It does really well. Another hit for Ringo. Yeah. For Ringo and George. The Ringo and George show. Coincidentally, filming starts on Born to Boogie. In March, yep. the documentary. Uh, on the Mark documentary Bolin. of yeah, of Mark Bolin of T Rex, which is, I only saw yeah. recently, and you know what? It's it, you forget that it's. I really enjoy the movie, and I really enjoy Ringo and, oh, and Elton great. playing there, and, and it's great. And they've released stuff since yes. then. Oh yeah, but I could have just watched that whole section. I just oh, you know, it's, it's it's wonderful. It's a really nice documentary. Yeah. Well, most people have yeah. never seen it. Yeah. It is the the D expanded DVD is yeah, fantastic. Grab Again, it. It's really if you like Mark Bolin or T Rex at all, and you want to see just really, it's a great snapshot of 1972. It it's is brilliant. Yeah, but also too, we have to remember the whole idea of Ringo is getting really heavily into his film period. Aside from putting out the singles of Back Off Boogaloo and Blind Man, both of those had promos. Am yeah, I right? There's uh, a yeah, there's a promo yeah. for Blind Man also. I believe so. So. If I'm not mistaken, you know, it may be edits from the film, but, I, but, you know, so now in March, too, aside from just putting out the 45, Ringo's making a pro, you know, two promo films, and he's not subletting this out to other directors there were, there to do There were times these. when Ringo had, I think, three or four promos for the same song. I forgot which yeah, one. Yeah, multiple promos. I mean, it yeah. might have been back or, or yeah. whatever, but, but I, mean, I knew it was one of these in this year. You know, and then also in March, he's got his fingers in multiple film projects, which yeah. is really weird. Because also, while working on um, the Schmilson, the Son of Schmilson record, th there's also an, an aborted documentary with Harry called Did Somebody Drop His Mouse? Yeah. Which is now, parts of that can be seen on, on the uh, Who Is Harry yeah. Nelson and Why Are People Saying These Nice Things About Him. But, you know, Did Somebody Drop His Mouse was another project right. with Harry and Richard Perry and those guys. And he started that in March, too. So he's, Richie's. Going full blown with it, full with, blown with the other way, the other to, way yeah, with film, yeah. And don't forget, in February, Wings was filmed rehearsing for some live dates. Also, I forgot to mention that. Yes, yes, uh, there was, a, and there was stuff that surfaced on Wingspan. Uh, yeah, a little bit, uh, you know, tiny bit of it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit here and there, well, and uh, the McCartney years also. There's son stuff of, on son there. of uh, Schmilson. Yeah, Richard Perry produced that, right? Yes. So. Is that where Ringo first met Richard yes. Perry? Mm -hmm. okay, so. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, where we so Richard Perry. That sets up 73. Yeah. yeah. And well, and March also, Wing starts recording in L.A. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Started recording tracks for what would be the next album uh, in L.A. Whether or not that produces the single for May, those sessions produce a single, not sure. But I know they were starting to work toward that. So now April comes, and this is where we get John again releasing Woman is the Nigger of the World. As a 45. As a 45. A bold move. Yep. You know, now if you say that word, and I don't even like saying it because it makes me uncomfortable, but I'm saying it because obviously that's the name of the, the thing. But yeah. Now if you say it, you get crucified. It's, uh, you have to say not, N word. You do. But John is on the Dick Cavett show. Right. Explaining. The Dick Cavett show is in May. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I know saying, what you mean. Yeah, that's connected. He's, he's, he's explaining what the meaning was. He meant it as anybody who was oppressed. Well, not only did he mean it that way, but he got a letter from, and I now. wish I could come up with a name, from now, yeah. Uh, the National Organization, Organization of, Women. of Women. Yeah, but he also got a couple of black leaders oh, yeah. Yeah. who came out very, very much in favor of John's approach to his use of the word, as, as, as you were saying, anyone who... Who's, is oppressed. Is oppressed, whose whose movements and jobs and whatever have to be defined by others. Right. And that right. was the definition of nigger that John was putting yeah, forward. Yeah, he wasn't using it as the offensive word. No, not at all. Against African-Americans, he it wasn't. Was, it wasn't like some cracker down south. Well, I don't want to say down south because they're all over the no, place. No, of course. Who, um, yeah. who hates black people. You know, right. And, and yeah, yeah. We'll say, hey, hey, uh, 
Get out of here. Yeah, no, but no. He, but he does the song live. Now, too, and, I mean, and Yoko actually, Yoko had said it originally, if it I'm was not in, mistaken. Uh, it was, one of her yeah. It was it was a quote in an interview too that she gave as well I think or something or she quoted yeah. it, uh, and that's where John got the phrase and built the song around the phrase. But yeah, uh, same you're right. thing with Imagine. Yeah, and, and and National Organization of Women later on in the year awards it the positive image of women uh, citation for strong pro feminist statements. It's a brilliant song. It is a brilliant song. It's a but, brilliant but, song. But that one word. I mean, again, back then, if you heard it, I think it would be less offensive back then. Than, than even now. now, I agree with that. You don't. You're never well, going to hear that on the radio. I can't. Absolutely. I, when, I, when I've played the song on my show, I would have to cut out the word nigger. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? Or else you'd get. I find that. I, I actually, I, I, I find didn't. That I didn't take. I didn't want to take. Especially to take the, the, the way people react today. I've always cut it out. So. But it's funny because not funny, but. He really was very serious about the song. He performed oh, it live, and and truthfully, in my years of growing up a Beatles fan, invariably that song or that idea would come up among black friends. And it would be that question of, look, let me ask you, do you find that offensive? And no one ever no, did. They never, they never. never. It's, it's everyone else. It's everyone else that finds it offensive, which is mind boggling to me. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so April continues though. Well, one more thing about that song. It, yeah, it, sure. has, a, it has a really good melody of a excellent point. And you almost wish that he found another word. I mean, if you find another yeah. word, it does just, just so it got better right. airplay. It, you know, a lot of stations did not play it. A lot didn't. Um, but it, it, it charted. I think at fifty-eight. Well, it, look, it, it's it, still weird. It, look what the "Poop Go the Ruddles" parody that we did was. Women should be bigger in the world. Was the <laughs> but, and then but, but, you and, but you know the hook line could have been the you know women of the slaves to the slaves. You know, I mean that no, could have been the hook instead. Who knows? But, but there's no other word you can use. He, no, he was making not. a point. Yeah, I, yeah. I understand. And he he actually sacrificed chart positioning, even for, though it's yeah. still for artistic for that. Kind of yeah. song when no one was playing it, and and Elephant's Memory ripping that track oh, yeah, they, too. Uh, yeah. They're ripping that track, but I will say one thing: in this part of John Lennon's career, solo career, and this has nothing to do with Elephant's Memory. It's more the production. It's, yes, everything that that yeah. they were on was very oh, yeah. muddily produced. Yeah, it really was. It was all muddy. Well, it's well, much. It's much cleaner in the version that Yoko Yoko's mix. Yeah, the, uh, the, the reissue two thousand. Nine? Ten? No, 2010, Two, she went back to, back the, to the original. The in the 2000s, she redid I everything. Think, yeah. Yes, but That again, mix is cleaner, but you can't, un when Spectre poops on something, you can't unpoop but, it. But, very, but yeah. also, that's the way John liked to produce. He liked it yes. a little muddier. He liked it muddy. Yeah, we've talked about how be how much better that remix of Mind Games was. Yeah, he yeah, wanted but, better. But you know. Instant Karma was not muddy. No, it was record. It was uh, well. But that was that was their first one. To anyway, right. so, so now again, uh, this month continues with John and Yoko, really, because April really was a John and Yoko month. They're served the deportation notices. Right. They do the, the Duffy Square peace rally in New York City, uh, another peace rally. They discussed the Kyoko custody case as well. Yes, on a couple of different uh, radio shows, TV That's shows. Important. Very important. So they were, you know, as much as they're. Dealing with the world stuff, being political, you know, now they've got their own stuff going on with the Kyoko case. I mean, that was really important to Yoko. Yeah, um, it was important to John too. Well, I think, no, no, I, was, I meant, I didn't mean. No, to yeah, no, take no, no. I know that. what you mean, but but um, I mean, you know, yes, it was important to John because at this point, it was Yoko. And so, you know, John and Yoko are very prominent in April. There's not much else from the other Beatles in April at all, actually. We well, we might want to add though too, because we've been leaving out other than talking about his deadly slide. George is running around producing, making appearances on other people's records. Sure. So just to remind everybody that, you know, George has not totally gone to sleep. It's just in terms of his idea, you know, the idea of you know, he's not going to pop out a triple record set anytime soon. Right. Well, he's working with... Let me just... You reminded me of something I wanted to say before, and now I can bring it up. If you think about George Harrison as an artist, All Things Must Pass, three records... The second release with his name on it is a three-record set. Mind you, it's a live album and it's other people on it. But do you think in George's head, he's saying, do I need another three-record set? Is this the only way I can put out music? You think about well, it. the fear of oversaturation, too. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you know it's, my God. It's, I thought about that when I was going through other things. And it's like, 
here is a guy, first two records, really, are three record sets. Well, now, you mind know, you, there's reasons why. You know, he had stuff just hanging around. But think about it. The, the, he has this pressure on him. No, I don't think there's pressure. I, I just think that it, he had so much after the Beatles, for all things was passed. Uh, concert for Bangladesh was a different story because yeah, but, it's a concert. But it's still, I remember as a, when I first started to become a Beatle fan, you know, those two records were $13 each. Yep, high and, price. And I'm like, wow, and three records. And I, I remember they're both three records set, you know. And it's mean anything. It's funny, too, because we talk about how the industry had changed from the Beatle years to now. There were articles that were starting to be written at this point in early 72 relating to another soon-to-be-good friend of the Beatles and was already a friend of Ringo's. But 64, 65, 66, the Beatles, album, album, single, single, album, album, single, single, four four singles on the charts, four singles in the top five, blah, 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 blah. Now what you've got is you've got people in the music press writing... Is Elton John oversaturating? Have we had too much right. of Elton John? Right. Because Elton had what, like five or six albums in, in a five the span year? of like no, a year and a half, yeah. two oh. years. He had oh, the right. soundtrack, the Friends, the live album, eleven seventeen seventy, uh, Tumbleweed Connection, the first album, all within like fourteen months. Right. So the press were all over that, saying, you know what, uh, enough there, Elton. Let's put the brake on a little. And we're saying, you know, artists are in danger of, of oversaturating. Mm-hmm. Well, George Harrison just put out six friggin' albums right, inside right. a year and a half, you know, a year. So, so maybe there was this awareness. You may be right. I, it's, it's just, I think, you know, maybe he thought he should just step back a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't have to put anything out. I mean, well, he put out that 27 disc set, All Things <laughs> from the Past, <laughs> which was but he also including My work- Sweet He's So Fine and My Sweet Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> but the fact that he's playing with other people is something that George Harrison, out of all the Beatles, he did, did the, the most. most. He was. Oh, yeah. Well, because that's the way he felt more, most comfortable. Right. He was the guitar player. Yep. Yeah. He felt most yeah, comfortable I, I, backing I mean, on the Beatles. I mean, we're talking like he, he, uh, he's on the Lon and Derek Von Eaton record, right. uh, which came out in 72. The single sweet music, he produces the A side of that. He, he went was and, on day after day. Yeah. Yep. He went and hang with Bobby Whitlock from Derek and the Dominoes. He's all over Bobby Whitlock's record also. He's on sometime in New York City, which we'll get to later. Yep. He shows up at the concert and, and plays live with John and Yoko that ended up being on the, the second yeah. disc of some time in New York City. Was Nicky Hopkins' album, uh, The Tin Man Was a Dreamer, was that 72 or 73? It's around, it's around that, that time. Because he's all over that, too. Yeah, he's probably, so. is that Langelo Mysterio? No, I can't remember what he's credited on. Is I that? Forgot. But this is also the era of all the fun new pseudonyms for both George yeah. and, and John yeah. starting on that phase. And Paul. Anyway. Paul oh, yeah, was, that's right. That's right. Paul Ramon. Paul Ramon. Thrillington later. Yeah, so. Richie so Snare. Anyway, Richie Snare. Yeah. So, so April is really the John and Yoko month. May, we get back to John's fiance, Paul. <laughs> well, he said it himself. Also, uh, real quickly, the beginning of May, um, John and Yoko talking about the whole thing about Kyoko are at the record plant in New York uh, in Holt Court, and they are actually on a TV show called The Underground News which films in the New York area. It was kind of like a, like a Manhattan cable. Yeah. And that, those clips are circulating here and there in little little bits. But anyway. So then May comes, and now Paul had just put out Give Ireland Back to the Irish. <laughs> which had been banned. 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 It, so, it in Great Britain, at least. You know, uh, in Great Britain. There. And I meant to tell you that when he put out Give Ireland Back to the Irish, Henry McCulloch's brother got beat up in Ireland. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Wow, I remember He got beat up because he found out that he was a member of Wings. Yeah. And that wasn't a great thing. But uh, now Paul goes the other way. We might add, in case people have never heard the song, that obviously Give Ireland Back to the Irish is a pro-Ireland, anti-England song. Yeah. I'm just in case uh, there's a listener out there who's like, I've never heard that song. Well, all you have to do is Google it and you'll you'll read what it's all about. But now Paul puts out a nursery rhyme. And says, ban this. I'm sorry, but that's like a that's like a whole big like. So like, what do you think we should put out now but, that we just been banned? You know, but, I don't know. You know, Let's, well, you know, Mary had a little lamb has a great medley. It has I, a great melody. I'm it has sorry, a great sorry. melody. I I, lo- I you know what? This he La-la's, sings it really well. This is a lost. Well. This is a lost Paul McCartney song. 
The Lala's you know, get and, to me once in a while. Oh, that's just but it, Lila, but it is, whatever. It Lila, Lila. It's, Lila. It belongs on the Ram album. Uh, just oh, for the that's sound. so fun. Uh, Mary had a little lamb on the Ram yeah, album. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nah. <laughs> so, it is interesting. So, Paul, do you think your new record will be a hit? Nah. nah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking at the ad for Mary Had a Little Lamb, which is in uh, Bruce Spires' Apple book. And what does it say in the thing? You know, we talk about sometime in New York City and the register to vote stuff that's right, on it. right. It says on the ad, register to vote, the world depends on you. So Paul wow. is maybe a little bit ahead of John because wow. sometime in New York City hasn't yes. come out yet. It also says wild. a single record from your old chum's wings. Yes. Does it really okay. say that? Yes. It it's like, wait a minute. Well, actually, there was a disclaimer also, too, oh. later that Paul added to it, which was, you know, Mary had a little lamb, <laughs> but the rest of us just ate carrots. <laughs> so, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> that is really? horrible. <laughs> Oh, Sorry. you are an idiot. <laughs> E-W-E. E-W-E. Oh. Brung to you. Brung to, to you, you by, by Tony the Idiot. By. Uh, right, anyway, so. no, but, but honestly, this is where Paul gets himself in trouble. <laughs> I just thought of something. Uh-oh. A segue. Here we go. The, those brought to you by things. Uh, brung to yeah, you brung by. to you by. In, in, into the, <laughs> the very had a little. <laughs> yeah, why not? Because all, all you hear are just mad through the whole background on those things. And then oh, then, you, then you, you cut in a little bit clutching forks and knives. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh. Clutching forks and knives to <laughs> eat, eat their lamb. lamb. <laughs> I, I, are we still talking oh about the show God. in 1972? No, I don't know. Because we just went back to 68. Wow. <laughs> no, but but it is it is it is very 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 melodic. strange. It, uh, yes, but here, he here's the problem. It's melodic. It's a great pop song. It is a great pop song. It's a great he, he does, pop song. He does four different videos for it. Yes, and let's let's remember too. The B side kicks ass. The Little Woman Love. Little Woman Love is a great so song. So let's throw that out that there. That should have been the single. Sudden, yes. Yeah. And Mary Had a Little yes. Lamb should have been the B side. Mary Had a Little Lamb could have been the flip. Little Woman Love wow. easily could have hit. But he does easily. that on James Paul McCartney. Yes. I believe. But but um, this is something you once said about silly love songs. You said silly love songs was a great F you from Paul. Done with, yes. a, with a great bass line. Yeah, oh, it is. And, and yeah. this song is sort of another F you. Well, it is an F to the press. He, he would never say it because right. it's Paul McCartney. But he right. did but it this, to the press. He said, ban this. Well, basically. Yeah. Well, but, it wasn't but the press. It was the, the radio station. Well, yeah, but when it comes on, I don't turn it off. No, I don't either. It's a fun song. Yeah, I And don't I either. know the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an easy there one to remember. Go. Except that last verse, I always never knew, yeah. uh-huh. which no one ever knows. No, like, no one ever knows. Band, yeah, exactly. know the other, no, other verse. But with this song, though, the problem is, though, that he sets himself up for failure only because, and it did pretty well. I think it went top 40. Um, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure, but it, yes, it did go top 40, you're right. So uh, he does well, but now the press is like, okay, you told us to screw off because pretty much you don't ban this to the, uh, the, the radio stations. The radio stations, yeah. But the press now says, what is Wings all about? Because right. now you got Give Island Back to the Irish, which was banned, political, their first right. single. Right. And now you got Mary Had a Little Lamb. Right. Half the year later, where are we but, with wings? But, but hold on, though. But let's be honest. You've also got what? This single is Paul McCartney, but you've yeah. also got Hey Jude on the A side and Revolution on the B no, side. No, no, no. But no, no but you've also got to remember, Wings is a new band. Right. Wings is a new is, band. You know, this, what direction still, are they going this is in? Four months after or five months after. Uh, you know the album had come out, which these aren't on, by the way. Right. Right. But, but where I'm going is, it's still. This is still music that's coming out of Paul McCartney. Right, right. Well, that's, so realistically that only speaking, guarantees that it gets played. Well, or listened to first. But again, you, yes, you're talking about the guy who you know was cranking out Yesterday and Lady Madonna. So why would the press, and I, I see because the press are a little well, narrow-minded well, also, and they're in a box this at goes that ba- time. This goes back a year, though. Ram, which we all love, was not... Well received. universally received Not when it first point. came out. Now so, so you you start with the McCartney album, which is a do-it-yourself type of thing. Yep. Then yeah. Paul and Linda McCartney for Ram, right. which we right. now all love. But back then, it was not greeted with open arms the way not maybe it should be. And then Paul starts doing the singles thing, and it's like, where's this going? And yeah, you know, you're like, right. He's, he's a singles. Yeah, you're and right. the first two wing singles. Right. And now you're saying to yourself. 
what is Wings? Yeah. Because is Wings a political band? Is Wings a, a nursery rhyme band? Yeah. Later in the year, which we'll get to in part two of this show, we, we find out where Wings is going. Yes. Right. So that, that's why it's important. He had three but important you, singles. But, but you're still looking at the difference between the single we're going to talk about in the, in the next episode and yeah. the single that would follow. Yeah. That's extremities, right. that's, too. That Absolutely is. Definitely, it is. But, but, but it's, I'm not talking about extremities. I think the political part is where you know, these two songs yeah, I see what you mean. are especially, political. Especially because, you know, you got to figure, too, we forget. Well, we don't forget. We always talk about this. He's also always, always, always being held up to his ex-partner. Always. So yes. the point is, you're right. Here's John out in the streets marching and doing all his political stuff and showing up on TV. All right, so now... Paul's doing Give Ireland Back to the Irish. In so it's kind of like in January. Right. So now it's kind of like, oh, all right, these two are both on their political thing. And Whoa, he, Mary had a Mary little, lamb. Had a little yeah. lamb. What the hell? Well, I think Paul also realized that, you know what? It's not cool for Paul McCartney to get banned. It might be cool for John Lennon because John Lennon has a different, uh, pers- pers- you know, people perceive him in a different way. But I'm the cute one. Well, that, I've well, always been the cute one. And you know what? Bloody hell. But, no, but, but John was trying right. to make a, a special lead. He's trying to send messages through his music. Yes. But so he's maybe trying to Paul do it. Wasn't, well, well, Paul was with these, but it was a different way than John. Well, Paul had a statement with yeah. Give Ireland Back. Wait, he was angry. He wrote a song. He yeah, put but it out. John, well, here's you the know. thing, though. John did it specifically, and then he did it generally. Paul did it specifically for Give Island Back to the Irish. He had nothing else to give generally in terms of political song. Yeah. So now he puts well, out Mary Had a Little well, Lamb. I, I well, beg to differ. We may not like it. We may think it's lame. What? But Wildlife was a political statement. It was a the political song. statement, but not against the government. No, but that was a general political uh, statement. Yes, just but not like, as... Just like John was trying political? to not as wildlife, he's talking about saving the animals yes, and preserving. But not as, I mean, yes, but he's not talking he's about going. Attica State. But that's what I'm right. He's not right. talking about governmental things. He's right. talking about saving the animals and the wildlife. That's I mean, it's a great cause. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, Nixon's not going to. You know, right. try to kill him for saving the animals. <laughs> what does he mean, save the koala bear? <laughs> right. Oh, uh, well, owed to a koala bear. Oh, yeah. Owed to a koala bear. No, well, that's no, years but, from but, now. I'll be but, out of office. Right well, but think about that. It's true. R- Nixon is not scared of Paul McCartney trying to save animals. Yeah, good boy. He's, he's scared of, of John trying to get him kicked out, kicked of, out office. of office. I mean, so well, could, lead, you leading see, the... could you see like Nixon going, I want you to put that McCartney on the list, too, because <laughs> he's he's friends. He's Lennon's old partner. And oh, what's this give Ireland back to the Irish thing he's done? Got to keep an eye on him. We don't know where he's going to go. Oh. Mary had a little lamb? Or take him off. <laughs> right, right. I was just about to do that. As soon as he hears it, he's like, oh, that's okay. He's off. He's good. He's off. He's off. I, I, I like well, that song. That, 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 la, la, that. la, la, la. <laughs> Come on, Bob Holderman. Sing with me. Everybody. Are we on tape? Everybody. <laughs> Let's do this for 18 minutes and 20 <laughs> seconds. Rosemary Wood's not going to cut this one out. <laughs> But Tony's regretta will. In the middle of, you know, uh, I think we're going to have uh, this going on in this building here. La, 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 la. Rosemary Woods going, I can't cut that out. But by the way, Mary wow. had a little lamb, went to number 28. Yeah, there you actually, go. It's so, not bad. There you no, go. Not bad four. at all for a nursery rhyme. <laughs> well, should we, should we take that as a cue to wrap up this Yes, app? we are. Okay, that on good. that cue, we're all going to go to sleep <laughs> wow. on that. On that nursery rhyme. Uh, We've been talking about 1972, the year. Uh, We've gone through May, and uh, we are going to go from June to the end of the year. And we just may get through the rest of it. We may. We may. We'll get to the rest of 1972 in our next show. So for part one of 1972. I have been your moderator, Mitch Axelrod, and joining me has been... Rob Leonard. And... Tony Chiguardo. And we will see you all in the second half of 1972 next time. Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All.
Headphone drop. Headphone drop. How about just drop that? Phone drop. One, two. Three's next if you're in trouble. Three's next if you're in trouble. Hair baby. Robert. Hair baby? Hair baby. Hair baby. Hair baby. Hair baby. You are hair baby. Hey, hey, hey. Alright, is everybody okay uh, level wise? Level, I'm I'm better. I'm fine. <clears throat> Booyah. And date order by Beetle. By Beetle. Beetle. Nothing is Beetle proof. Sorry. I Oh, it's off the bias. Anyway, whatever. Off so on who's, the bias. who's who wants to uh, who wants to hoochie pie here? Hoochie pie. To, I think it's uh, it's, it's Mitch's. Is it Mitchell's Mitch's turn? turn? I think so. Yeah. I all think. right, all right. So you want I me to do seventy-two? Seventy-two. <clears throat> seventy-two skidoo. Tony Giordano. Wow, you know, I just flubbed my own name. Well, no, you Let's just sounded like again. you were drunk. You're Giordano. Trying to think. Well, half half the time he is drunk. So and you actually sound better. Let me do that again. Okay. Tony Giordano. We, and you know we should do a Dean Martin roast. <laughs> it's irrelevant. I just I just cut that whole section. Okay, let's start over. Start over. Yeah, start I'm gonna start off. Let's just start over. Quiet on the set. <laughs>